0: Ben Morrison from We Are Events here again with our next podcast. We're really excited about this one as we've teamed up with Johnny Cocktail Bars and Events. I'm really kind of honoured and I feel um, very lucky to have grabbed you. But oh why well, thank you to, to have <laughs> um the one and only johnny hawkin from johnny cocktail um, <laughs> it's great to have you and more so i felt that even though i best clear it up to say that because we're doing this as an evening recording yeah i thought like it only seemed right to make sure that i had an alcoholic drink with me but
1: do you know what i have got a glass of rose wine next <laughs> to me as well i just nipped down <laughs> to get it then so you're not the only one there ben
0: um i thought <laughs> I thought, just in case he questions me on what I'm having, <laughs> um, I'm having my favourite, which is a Malfi Grapefruit Gin with a Fever Tree Tonic. Uh, it sounds um, very
1: nice. It's very nice. <laughs> I, I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment because I have a unit full of alcohol, so I am good and bad things. That. Yeah, very fortunate. <laughs> I can go and help myself. So I've got the nice Whispering Angel wine that we had left over for an event recently. <laughs>
0: All good. Oh, fab. Um, so yeah, thank you so Cheers. much. Cheers. Cheers. Um, and to you too. Um, I think, you know, it's great to have you a part of this Um, and really to give people a bit of an insight into you and kind of the whole Johnny Cocktail experience because I'm very lucky I I can clash you as a friend and someone that that I speak to regularly, Um, more so that we get to work together so often, which is great. Um, But I think really to kind of go back, really to kind of say, How did the whole Johnny Cocktail mobile bar service kind of come about? What's kind of your background? Where, where did you kind of start with it all? Yeah, but it's, it, to know
1: about you? It's, it's a good question. It does go back quite a long time. And uh,
0: I hope not in a rush
1: because I could be talking for a while with this one. <laughs> um, so uh, my me, me bartending career started in the late 90s, uh, 1997 to be exact. I okay. went travelling, ended up in Tenerife. Um, went out there as a chef, actually, because I started in chefing. So food and drink has always been a big part of my, my work. Um, and I went over as a chef and, and uh, I felt, there was a cocktail bar called Harley's in Playa Las Americas. And it was a, a, basically a carbon copy of a TGI Friday's. And, and I went in for a meal there and I sat at the bar and I had cocktails. And the bartenders were so cool. They were throwing bottles around and they were putting on a show for everybody. And I was like, you know, I thought, wow, this is like my dream job. <laughs> and I got friendly. The bar I worked in as a chef, the, the, a couple of the bartenders used to come in after work. And I sort of got friendly with them and, you know, I really liked them. They liked me. And and one night of them said, you should get a job at Alice, you know, you'd be great on the bar. And I was a bit like, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Oh, no, you would. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. And they yeah. kind of got me a job there. And it was it was the first time and I was about 19, 20. And, and it was the first time I'd had a job that I, 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 I really loved and I, and I couldn't wait to go to work. I just couldn't wait. And it, it, I had started off as a bar back where you just support the bartenders. Yeah. and um i used to go down to the beach in the afternoon and like practice with empty bottles you know throwing and i really i was really yeah, passionate about it all the flair and i really wanted to do it And i got on the bar and i did about two and a half years on there and like i said i absolutely loved it time of my life it was it really was a great time in my life and then when i came back from tenerife i, I kind of had enough for the late nights i love bartending but the lifestyle that, that you know the late nights like you don't see much of the day i wanted something a bit more normal and I don't know, three, three, four years in Tenerife would warm me out a bit. So okay. I went into car sales, believe it or not. Okay. Sold cars for three years. And, and I did all right at it, and the money was good, but I, I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't in love with it. I weren't passionate about it. And the targets every month, and, and I just, it wasn't for me. And then I moved into, a friend of mine was working with young people. So I moved into youth work, which was a massive pay cut, I enjoyed the job, and yeah. it kind of started about then. And it was uh, to earn a bit of extra money. I mean, the, the first couple of events I did were for, one was for my sister. She was a student at the time. and She was having a big student party. So I bought a bit of kit. She bought some cocktail stuff and I, I made cocktails on the table. And a friend of mine was turning okay. 30. He was having a party and his birthday present was me making cocktails in his kitchen. And his brother owned a furniture shop and he was opening a second furniture shop. And he said, oh, you've got to come and, you've got to come and do this at the opening, please. How much do you want? And I've been never charged for it before. I mean, I didn't really I know what to say, and, and I said, "All oh, right, give us fifty quid." So my first, yeah. my first paid job was in a furniture shop on a sideboard for fifty quid, and at that opening, I got three bookings. So I and went out. I went out the following days, and I bought like the, the speed pourers, and I bought some proper cocktail tins, and you know, I, that fifty quid I kind of spent on some kit. Yeah, so I never really saw it as a proper business at first, but it was. You know, I went from 50 quid, 200 to 200 to 300, three and a half, you know, and, and for a night's work, it, it was good money. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, my friend Richard, otherwise known as Rabbit, some people aren't knowing about going I will go into why he's called Rabbit. But Richard, he was a bartender and a good friend of mine. And he started working with me, so it got a little bit bigger. And it kind of went from there. and when I first started, the, na- the first name we used for the business was Perfect Party. And okay. that, that was the first name. And again, like, it was just a, a very part-time thing. And then a friend of mine who I used to work with in Tenerife, a guy called Dave Wall, he'd just been made redundant from managing a bar. And he said, look, let's, I think, you know, I think there's mileage in this. Let's get together. I'll put some money in and we'll make, you know, we'll make it, you know, really sort of push it with caterers, et cetera. So yeah, why not? So we kind of went into it together. And the name wise, a friend of mine had used it as a nickname, Johnny Cocktail, a friend of mine called Danny. And he had like, he's one of them guys who has, you know, he knows someone who does everything. If you know what I mean, he always know. Yeah. If you want, if you want a trace, you know, you want someone to fix him up. You know, you ring Danny up, and he'll know someone. So I was Johnny yeah. Cocktail because you know, when I when I when I met first met Danny, we were like, oh, Johnny Cocktail. You know, Johnny makes cocktails. So it was a nickname really that somebody used for me, and we kind of thought he's got a bit of a ring. And and Dave went, no, let's go with it, Johnny Cocktail. And I was a bit worried about it at first because I thought, yeah. does it? Does it just say like a one-man band that just does cocktails? And we have kind of wanted to be more than that. Wanted to be, you know, full bar services, custom bars. You wanted to be a little bit more, but it's kind of stuck. People do love it. People remember it, and we've sort of grown over the years. And, yeah. the, and the, I suppose the big turning point in the business was when we got we got um, we, we made our way in the Jewish community, and for a couple of, for a couple of reasons. One, yeah. the budgets for the events were big, the Jewish weddings and the bar mitzvahs, you know, the budgets were big. And the other thing was the Jewish weddings, they're always on a Sunday. Yeah. So it right away it doubled. It went from just Saturday nights yes. with non-Jewish events, house parties, et cetera, to being able to do Jewish weddings on Sundays and bar mitzvahs on Sundays. So it, it, it really doubled. It really sort of, really sort of took off. And I think, and I,
0: I suppose it also filled that gap for you because on a Sunday... Absolutely right. I mean, absolutely right. It did
1: fill that gap, you know, and it it, it doubled the amount of business we could do right away. And I think, and I know from talking to um, a a lady called Adele Goldberg, who used to have, I think it was called Creative Catering. I think she used to have a coursey catering company. I think, I think, yeah, from Leeds. Yeah, and I remember Adele. Yeah, from Leeds. We did an event for Adele. I remember her saying to yes. me because she knew that she knew the market quite well and she knew the community quite well. And she said you timed it really well. She said there was a real gap in the market for somebody, you know, somebody who does what what you do, and you kind of just filled that gap really well. And and I suppose that, that's kind of the story of the business. But we've grown and 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 we've grown. I mean, now we've got a. a I mean, it, like when I first started, it was literally a couple of boxes of glasses in my. I used to keep in my conservatory in the boot of the car. You know, now we've got two long wheelbase fans. We've got <laughs> a uh, 1,600 square foot unit. We could probably yeah. make up to seven or eight bars in a night if we needed to. We'd struggle to staff them, but we have got you know lots of different bars. Um, you know, Rake of yes. Glass, all the kit you need. You know, we can probably get through four to five reasonably big size events per weekend um so yeah it's grown quite a lot in the last sort of Amazing. seven eight years and we've kind of plateaued a little bit now and and just because we struggled to it, it, staff we struggle with and not we get the hands on you can't get your hands on staff but it's 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 we we would rather not do the event getting if, good staff if we weren't confident in the staff team we sended we would rather say no to it and and a lot of a lot of businessmen would you know would shudder at the thought of turning business away but we kind of think we're kind of trying to protect our reputation, yeah. and 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 that's more important to us than than what we would make out of that single event. So so that's why that's kind of kind of where we're, we are where we are is as a story of the business.
0: Yeah, I think also one thing to jump back to about staffing is that you guys are so well known for having such amazing staff that people recognise yeah, and they a... love to see at the bar. I think if you, if you started getting people who didn't have that, I suppose, that Johnny cocktail feel... No, it wouldn't. ...then it, it, it wouldn't be and th- that experience that... And that's really why it's a positive and a negative. The it's a positive
1: because that's why a lot of people book us, but it can be a negative because, you know, the staff that work for us, a lot of them do have sort of full-time jobs and I don't mind saying it. I mean, I'll always be honest and upfront. They do work yeah. for us on a sort of a part-time basis, so they're not yeah. contracted to me. They have to, they have to be working because they want to, and it puts us under pressure. We are under pressure sometimes to get, the, you know, the right staff team and get it together. And more often than not, we do get it right, and and, and you know we we, we do kind of make it work. But that's why it's become difficult to grow much further in the last 12 months than we have. It's because of the staff and to get them to, you know, give up their weekends and you know, work for us when, you know, they, they, they yeah. might be doing other things. It's sometimes it's a big challenge for us. It's one of our biggest challenges in business is is, is getting that stuff right. At the end of the day, you can only pay kind of event money as well. Um, You know, you, you kind of pay event yeah. money, but you, you're almost, you want, you're looking for a performance out of them. So it's, it's sort of finding that balance,
0: you know what I mean? I know. And it's, it's funny that you talk about that performance bit, because that was one of the questions I had for you that I'm sure many people want to ask you. And I think, you know, for me, what, what sets you apart from the other mobile bar companies is this interactive experience, the whole, we're going to get on the dance floor. We're going to come uh, and you get people like Chris with his very long um, selfie stick. Um, and doing that whole bringing shots mm. to the dance floor that had never been seen before. So where, how, yeah, how great. I mean, it's, about it's getting, a great question. I mean, it was When did you first? It was do never it? part
1: of the business plan. It did kind of evolve naturally. But if you go back to my first, the, 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 my first time bartending, my first experience at Harleys. When I worked on Harleys, it was, worked on the bar. it was very lively, flair bartending, and there was that interaction. There was that when guests sat down in front of you it was your job to keep them there as long as you could. So you did it with a, a smile on face, you did it with a personality, yeah. and, and you, was, you were kind of scored on that. There was kind of a rating system for staff, and it was, it was based on how much money you took, how reliable you were, did you, you know, and you kind of lost points. There was bar ratings. So, obviously, I, I always wanted to be number one. You know, I worked hard to be number one. Wow. I worked hard to be number one. You know, so I practiced with <laughs> and It was a bit, it was like the, the full package. So, I suppose, I suppose my, bartend, my bartending experience, yes. you know, the, 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 the kind of the, the roots in which I learnt my bartending was around that. If, 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 if staff don't look like they want to be there, I don't want them. You know, I think it's really important, really, really, really important. Yes. It's the most important thing. And, and when I'm looking for a member of staff, I, I, can, tell, I can tell within a minute or two. And it, it's, not, it's not the skills. It's not how good they make a drink. It's about their attitude. And, and I can't stress enough. If, they've, if, yeah. if I think they've got a bad attitude, or I pick up on a bad attitude. I won't use them again. It's, it's about having a good attitude. And I sometimes say to them, if you don't want to be here, yeah. just act like you do. And that sometimes can do the job. Just you want to be here with a smile on your face, that kind of enthusiasm and positivity. And I suppose from a lot of people who know me, my good friends, they do say that I'm enthusiastic. I can be enthusiastic about things. And and I like to think I'm positive. So I suppose that I I look for that in my staff. But it it, regards your question into the sort of the the shots on the dance floor. I suppose it it wasn't, it was kind of the events that taught us. It was a two-way thing. So, when we worked on events, particularly the bar mitzvahs and particularly the the kind of lively house parties, people kind of want, if you can help make that party better for them, well, why wouldn't you want that? You know, why wouldn't you want the staff there trying to enhance the night? What we do try and say is we're not trying to be the entertainment because sometimes people have, clients have said to us, oh, we've got you to entertain. And, And I've had to sort of say, well, no. Yeah, and I say, well, hang on a minute, like, no, no,
0: no. We, we,
1: we can't be the entertainment, we, we're not the entertainment, however, if we can help make it better, yeah. we will, so, you know, you still need entertainment, and, and you know, and we'll we'll try and make it better, we'll try and, and, and enhance the party, and I suppose that's our USP, and that's how, how we want it to be pitched, that, you know, we will we'll, we'll try and make it better for you. And, and you know, some people demand Chris and they demand Nicole, and you know, they demand, uh, yeah. um, the demand, the, the liveliest staff. And I say, look, if they're available to me that night, you know, they will be there. It's in my interest to get you the best staff team, it's, it's in my interest, but I can't, you know, I can't always 100% promise, yeah, no, that, definitely. Know, um, for whatever, you know, they do have lives, and 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 you can't, they're not always available, but like I said, I will, al- we will always do our best to get the best staff team at the event, because that, that's, that's best for everyone, isn't it? It's best for the
0: client, it's best for us, and it's best for the guests. 100%. No, definitely. Um, I think the, the other idea that, that I was going to question was um, another amazing one that you guys came up oh, with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was the Rum and Gin Bar, um, which I know we've used yep. for quite a number of both, our, both of our events, uh, which... I think was just the whole idea of, I think you had, you called to have like a gin tender um, and that whole kind of process of yeah, having yeah. something so different, but so clever. Um, and is that something that, that the, kind of um, No, it was, it, was, in, it or, was, or was, it was, um, was Well, the gin craze, new? we all know about the gin craze. For so the
1: last five years, it's, got, it's gone bananas. Yeah. And John just said one day, John, who works for me, he just said, I think we should do a gin bar and I turned to him and went, yeah, we should, you're right. Without even thinking about it. And at the time, there was a gin festival. Do you remember the gin festival that used to tour the country? Yeah. I don't think they're in business anymore. I think, I think, I think they've gone out of business. Yeah, yeah. They were really popular. We went to the gin festival no. in Rochdale. And we looked at, um, they kind of had, I mean, we didn't, we didn't get, they had the gins all on like boards um, behind the the the, the, the bartenders. So we kind of thought, yeah, we'll, you need to be able to see the bottles. So yeah. we kind of took that concept of having them on optics. We never worked with optics. We free pour everything. We thought for this instance, it, it, it kind of worked. And then yeah. the, the the scaffolding, we, there was a furniture, bispot Furniture Company quite near where I live. And he, I saw that scaffolding and we looked at that. And then it, it did take a while to come up with what we came up with. And it, it just kept evolving. I mean, we've got a picture. It went on Instagram last week when it first started. I mean, the first actual... Uh, prototype of the gym bar was just this board with a, an ice well in front, and then we put the ends on, and we got the Ikea, uh, these like IKEA <laughs> glass holders to hang the gym balloons on, and then another piece went on for the letters, and, and it kind of grew and grew and grew. Um, but we 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 thought there were mileage in it, and oh boy, there yeah. was. I mean, it was it was what a piece of kit that's been. And then we've you know, we've used it for untold things, we've made it into an Apro bar, it's been a rum bar, we've got a dedicated whiskey bar with it now. So just to have them things and 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 the work we do, we do actually do work, although a lot of people wouldn't believe me, we do do work a lot of work outside of, of the Jewish community and sort of the corporate world. And it's been really useful for that, for like yeah. you know, coming up with with fun different bars, like I say, the Apro bar, we've we've clad it with several things to, to turn it into to, to other types of bars. So it's been really versatile for us and We've got two of them now um, because, well, we've got two because I double booked. Um, I, t- I took I took a double bu- I took a double booking and, and, <laughs> and none of the clients would back down. They both said, no, I'm having it. It's right to make a second one. Um, but we have we have used them both several times, so I suppose it's kind of paid for itself. But no, it has, it has, it has been a good piece of kit. It's been really popular. Amazing. It doesn't go out as much as it did a few years ago, but it still goes out. Yeah. It still goes out, so...
0: Yeah. definitely. It's and and on your big number events, than
1: it's good to have another um, bar because it's really quick. Also, we, we one of our sort of USPs, not necessarily USP, but the one thing, going back to my background quickly, when I worked in Harleys, it was about sort of volume bartending. So when we set our bars up, it's, it's a lot around being able to do a lot of drinks and people not waiting too long for a drink. That's really important to us. And the gym bar was kind of designed in that where, you know, you've got, you have got grab your glass, you've got your ice wall there, and the ice wall's massive, so, you know, the bar that doesn't run out of ice. You know, you can put about 60, 70 litres of ice, 70 kilos of ice in it. And then, you know, your, your garnish is there, your gin's there, yeah. your tonic bum. So you can do a gin and tonic really quickly. So for, for the big number events, you know, you can have your main bar doing maybe your cocktails, your spirits, your whiskies, your soft drinks. And then a gin bar, it takes people away from that main bar. Do you know what I mean? So it was... It, it, it's been good in that sense for the big number events, because yeah. I mean, what we, we say is that what gets the parties off with a bang is getting people, getting people drunk. Let's be honest, cards on the table, get a couple of drinks, get a couple of drinks down them. It's a yeah. social lubricant. Definitely. It, it helps everybody. So that's really important to us that people can get a drink reasonably quickly, you know, a, a nice drink in a nice glass with the right amount of ice, you know, served right by a bartender with a smile on his face. And if you get all them things right and keep the flow going through the night, you know, you've 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 done your job. It works. Um that yeah, that, that that's the way we like to think it should be.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fab. Now I love it. Um I think pro- probably it'd be worth touching upon what what everyone's thinking at the moment, which is this yeah. um weird world that we currently live in. Um and certainly how the events industry and every industry, but certainly the events one is kind of on hold. Um, how, how have you guys had to kind of adjust to that? Because I'm assuming that you, your guys are kind of, no, th- th- there's no work as such at present, and when, when, when have you Well, I mean, we, 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 we haven't. I, mean, I spoke what, to a client recently who's kind of getting married 20? in June,
1: and he, he's very optimistic that it can still go ahead. It's early June, so I'm not so sure. And I think that, obviously, the April events and pretty much the May events have all officially cancelled. But some June June events still are trying to go ahead and still sort of try, you know, they want to make it happen. They're not sure whether it's going to be or not. So when our next event is, we have absolutely no idea. Um, You know, it it depends on what the government says and the guidance. and, And I think with the events industry, the problem with the events industry is you know, coming together of people is what, what can't happen. So we are, you know, the, the certain industries, I mean, obviously like, yeah. you know, f- f- um, supermarkets, et cetera, doing a, doing a roaring trade. There's one or two businesses that are still, that are, are probably actually doing more business because of the, the but the events in we were one of the first to go, weren't we? Yeah. Because we are coming together of people and you can't really do it. You definitely can't yeah. do it at a social distance. Um, but your question about the lads, I mean, the lads, most of them do have sort of full-time jobs um, and they work for us part-time. And the people that don't, yeah. obviously we've furloughed them for the time being and, 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 and we're leaving it, you know, we, we've just seen where it goes. Uh, but yeah, we ground to a halt um, sometime in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the weekend before the lockdown it just everything just it all sort of happened at once if if you know what i mean we you know the events that we had in them few weeks the yeah. emails came through like within 48 hours of each other you know we cancelled but it, and the positive is um the events for april and most of them for may are trying to postpone they're not going to be lost events so we're hoping that yeah. you know the back end of the year and next year we'll pick a lot of that work back up obviously it's going to be difficult because you've got to fit them all in and it's going to be a lot harder work you know if if the yeah. work that we've lost in back end of march april and may you've got to add them into to back end of this year and, and next year it's going to be challenging to fit them all in you know you're going to have to work a lot harder in months, that, in, in, in months that, that we work very hard anyway. No, definitely. Um, but, you know, listen, if we've got a business yeah. to go back to, uh, uh, we've got to consider ourselves very fortunate, haven't we? Uh,
0: yeah. 100%. And I think, you, you know, we're in a, an industry that I've said to quite a few people that we're also used to running around and not having a minute and it being Mm. such a hard industry because of the hours and everything else. And now Mm. we have, I won't say, too much time on our hands. I know, it is difficult. What should we be doing? And I I think people are going to review maybe their time, they're going to review how they work. I know there's a few companies I've spoken to that have said, maybe we're going to get rid of our office and we're going to have everyone working remotely. And there's just so many different things going Mm. on that i think the whole Mm. world's gonna change and hopefully for the better and hopefully events will come back stronger um but i think it'll take a little bit yeah for sure i mean um, i think that people will
1: value events a lot more they will value the and certainly in the 12 months following it you know when 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 the what's happened is fresh in everybody's mind. They will love, you know, coming together with the friends and, you know, having a hug and a kiss. And, you know, there's not that social distance they come together. So I think there will be, there will be a big positive in that sense. And, but I, I think for, for what I've thought about what, one of the worries that you have is how much it affects budgets. I think that's the big thing um, is, is that because obviously we would probably yeah. put ourselves in the sort of higher end of, of budgets in the, in the, you know, from middle to high. I mean, some people with a medium budget or even a lower to a degree, depending on what service they're looking for. But, you know, the the bigger budget events, will, will then budgets still be as big? Um, I'm not so sure. I, I just don't know. I don't know anyone can, yeah. if anyone can answer that question. Uh, but I do think that people will definitely value the events and, and, and that's obviously a positive. And what we've had so far is people postponing. So... You know, if we can get a lot of them back, then great. You know, we just, I, I think the word unprecedented is thrown around so much because it's there's never been, it's never been, it's never been so right. It's such, such a right word to use that, you know, you, we are all speculating with everything we say or do. It's—it's—we We just, we just really don't know. Um, nobody's seen anything like this before. Um, so we've, we've just got to wait and see and really hope for the best, I guess.
0: No, 100%. Um, I mean, like you say, no one knows. And, you know, we, we, we hope it's not going to be a long mm. haul um, thing and that we can soon all get back mm. to these events and have Johnny cocktail experiences. Um, because, I, nah. I have to say, <laughs> thank you. Events aren't the same with you guys. Not thank, have you. Them. Um, thank you. Thank you. Really, very nice of you, and, you, that Ben. Very nice of you. Thank it. you very much. So, um, no, um, but honestly, thank you um so much for letting me pick your brains um <laughs> and ask the questions that hopefully a few people yep. have been thinking uh, or, or just getting to know you a bit more. Um I'll put your details yep. in the if if, any, if anyone wants to contact it, me with well any well so questions, I've got you. lots of time on my hands at the moment.
1: So please please
0: feel free to uh <laughs> tr- 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 <laughs> On, on top of that, they, they need to watch your your videos. Oh. Which I watched the last one; uh, I think it was last Saturday night, which was exceptional. Um, uh, no, however, it's not for the ones who have a light tummy. Um, <laughs> I, I think to have three drinks um, certainly tested me. Yeah, but, the, the, no problem, it Ben. Was it was great, great talking. Thank me, you so much. This is much, my first Johnny. ever podcast, I really so I opened it all right. And to you too. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. I'll see well, you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Fantastic. Thank you so much to Johnny Hawkin from Johnny Cocktail. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, we have so many more um, that we are so excited to share with you. So please keep listening, keep subscribing, um, and we can't wait to bring you our next podcast. Ben Morrison from We Are Events. Thank you so much.